0: Let's Deep Dive. Hello, and welcome back to Deep Dive with Erin. I'm your host Erin, and as with every episode, I like to start off with my normal disclaimer. I mean no disrespect to anyone I'm discussing, these podcasts are for educational purposes only. With that said, let's deep dive. Today's story is about Paige Doherty, born in Scotland on April 17, 2000. By the age of 15, Paige had grown up to be your typical teenage girl. She was into makeup, fashion, and she was very active on social media with all her friends. She had dreams of becoming a hairstylist. But all that changed when she mysteriously disappeared in the early hours of Saturday, March 19, 2016. The evening before her disappearance, Paige spent that night at one of her dearest friends, Lauren's house. Paige was working part-time on Saturdays at the local hair salon to improve her skills to be a hairstylist when she graduated. At around 8 a.m., Paige woke up and got ready for her day. She left Lauren's house and made her way to the bus stop, as she normally would. By mid-afternoon, Paige's boyfriend Dylan had not heard from her, which was very unlike Paige. He sent her a few text messages, and when she didn't respond, he called her phone. When there was no answer, he worried and decided to call up to the salon to check in on her. The manager of the salon informed Dylan that Paige never showed up for her shift that morning, and she did not call them, so they just thought she did a no-call, no-show. At this point, a very worried Dylan called Paige's home phone. Paige's mom, Pamela, thought she was at work as well and confirmed to Dylan she was not at the home. Pamela knew her daughter didn't run away. She was a happy child who was loved and had many friends, so she did what any mom would do. She called the police. Initially, police were looking at Paige's case as a missing person, but they too believed she likely did not run away. They began searching nearby woods and the shops on her route to work. With still no word from Paige, the search picked up again on Sunday. The police decided to trace her steps. They left Lauren's house, her walk to the bus stop, and the bus route itself. Police interviewed employees from all the shops on the bus route when they finally got a lead. Hashi Hamed, one of the shop owners, did confirm to police that he remembered seeing Paige walk past his shop on Saturday morning. He also mentioned that he remembered waving to her just before she walked into the deli next door. Hamed also told police he had exterior CCTV cameras police asked him for a three-hour copy of the film his cameras may have picked up so they could follow more of Paige's steps that day. During this exchange of the police interviewing Hamad, they were told that a mile and a half from their current location, a dog walker had come across a body hidden under a bush that was believed to be Paige. The following morning, Paige's family was brought in, and they confirmed it was, in fact, Paige. The coroner listed Paige's cause of death as blood loss from stab wounds. No one was prepared to hear what she had been through. The coroner went on to report that she had been stabbed in the head and neck and suffered more than 250 wounds, many of which were defensive wounds. So whoever had done this to Paige, she was trying to fight back. They believed the attack was not quick and may have been stalled out on purpose. While waiting on the CCTV footage from Hamad, police continued on with their interviews from the other shops on the same road. Police knew from Hamad that he saw Paige enter the deli next door, so their next stop was over to Delicious Deli, where they spoke to the owner, John Letham. John immediately denied seeing Paige, or that she even came into his shop at all. Police began to push John. It was a small town. Everyone knew everyone. Odds of him not knowing or remembering Paige weren't all that high. Eventually, John cracked, and suddenly recalled seeing Paige. But he stated she only came in for a roll and then left to catch her bus. He stated she seemed to be acting normal and that nothing else took place during her time in his shop. This was the last place police assumed she went. With her body being so close to the shops, police did not believe she ever made it onto that bus. Police had finally received the copy of the CCTV footage from Hamad's shop. They sat down to view it. As Hamad stated, she waved towards his store and then entered John's Deli next door. They waited to see her come out so they could see what direction she took next. However, in the three-hour block they asked Hamad for, Paige never came out of that deli. Police now knew that John had lied to them about his interaction with Paige and headed back to the deli to bring John in for questioning. During their interview, they asked John if they could have the footage from inside his deli, and he said sure. However, when they received it, they knew it was edited. There were many cuts in the film and it looked choppy. And though John finally admitted that Paige did in fact go into his shop, she is never seen on any of the film. At around 10 a.m. on the film provided by John, about two hours after Paige would have entered his shop, John is seen running out of his shop and into a neighboring shop he purchased several items, then ran back to his shop. Not long after that, John is on tape leaving the shop again and going to his car, and appears to be making space in the trunk. John then walks back into the deli, then walks back out with a large trash bag that he then places into the trunk of his car. Just before noon, he is seen leaving the deli again, getting into his car, and driving away. Police now feared something terrible happened inside the shop, and they called in a forensic team to take a look. Meanwhile, news stations were talking about the murder of the young girl on her way to work, and that someone in their small community had to have information. They ended up interviewing John, and he was talking about how he was just so shocked that this could happen in their small community and how he was so distraught because he was a father himself. He even went as far as to offer Pamela, Paige's mother, an invite to his home to talk about Paige. Police went to the shop they saw John run across to and find out what he had purchased that morning. Upon retrieving his receipt, they saw he had purchased trash bags, bleach, gloves, and antibacterial wipes. On Thursday, March 24th, five days after Paige went missing, 31-year-old John Lethem was arrested on suspicion of murder. Two days later, he went in front of a judge to make his plea. He entered no plea at this time. On September 5th, 2016, six months later, John appeared in court and pled guilty to Paige's murder. The story he told in the courtroom is still up for debate with many in the community and to those who truly knew Paige. John stated that Paige came in that morning and they were having a regular chit-chat as he prepared her breakfast roll. He states that Paige said she wanted a new job and expressed interest in working in his deli. So he told her to follow him to the back office to fill out an application Once her application was filled out, he saw her age and said he could not hire her. She was just too young. He states this made Paige angry and threatened him by stating if he did not give her the job, she was going to go to the police and say he had inappropriately touched her. John told the court that he has a twin brother who is on the sex offenders' list for raping a woman and he knew the troubled life his brother led because of this and that caused him to panic so he grabbed a knife and began stabbing Paige. he stated that he felt being a murderer was less damaging than being a sex offender he then stated that he took her body to his home on saturday evening and he hid her body under his garden shed over the weekend and on monday morning he decided to dump her body where the dog walker had found her Paige's family and friends believed none of this. Paige wanted to be a hairstylist. She loved doing it. It didn't even make sense for her to be vindictive in the way John was framing her out to be. Her mother Pamela believes that John made a pass at her daughter and when she refused him, he became embarrassed and enraged and took that out on Paige. On October 12th, 2016, John was sentenced to 27 years in prison before becoming eligible for parole. His legal team did get that changed on an appeal the following February to 23 years on the count that it was not premeditated. And that, my friends, is the sad story of Paige Doherty, a bright star dimmed too early. Do you believe John's story of events? Frankly, I do not. I think it is more believable that he had made a pass at Paige and she turned him down. It saddens me when murderers can make up these lies in court to make themselves the victim in a situation. The true victims can't always have a full voice. So I am glad to hear he will be in jail for a good portion of the rest of his life. As always, friends, thank you for listening. If there's a story out there you'd like me to deep dive on, leave a comment. Until next time, bye.